Hello, sports fans. This is Jeremy Taché, and this is Miami Miked Up, presented by Cold Blue Vodka. If you haven't tried Cold Blue yet, head over to your nearest Total Wine or select Sam's Club's locations to pick up an ice sculpture bottle. It's the perfect refreshing drink to enjoy on its own or in your favorite cocktails, mojitos, Bloody Marys, martinis, Moscow mules, and more. Cold Blue Vodka is gluten-free, crafted from American-sourced corn, and distilled eight times. Easy to sip on, enjoyable, and the best part, no hangover the next day. I repeat, no hangover the next day. Our friends over at Cold Blue Vodka gave us a promo code for our listeners. Head over to coldbluevodka.com and use the code BALLY20 for 20% off. That's one word, B-A-L-L-Y-2-0, for 20% off your online order. Cold Blue Vodka, redefining the blue-collar lifestyle. Now, let's get to the show. I'm very pleased to welcome in a guy who has been thriving with the Miami Heat so far this season. He's been one of their best players over the last couple of months on a two-way contract and playing up to much more than that. It's Caleb Martin. Caleb, thank you for taking the time to join us today on Miami Miked Up. Man, thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, before we do get into everything on the court, I do have to ask you our first question, which is, what is something that has brought you joy off the court and outside of work over the last couple of months this season? Definitely the weather. The <laughs> weather, man, it's just, it just makes, you know, it's just, everything's a good vibe out here. So it doesn't matter if you come back from like, shoot, in North Carolina, it's freezing right now. So yep. when you land back in Miami, it feels good. So definitely the weather. Yeah, man, being uh being down here in South Florida, I think I realized uh, a couple of years ago, like, oh, okay, I don't think I want to leave. Born and raised here, I don't think I want to leave here. This this weather's been incredible, <laughs> and that's a big part of it. Um, but but like I mentioned, you've ascended in a major way um, in terms of your play and your popularity over the last couple of months. So first of all, congratulations. I am going to start with some some team stuff here, though. You guys have played the last two months essentially without Bam Adebayo. And without Jimmy Butler for a lot of that stretch as well, you went 14-8 and eight without Bam, 10-4 and four without both of those guys, and you're just percentage points out of first place. So you never really want to see injuries or you know the COVID that's been piling up and everything like you've had, but the silver lining is guys like you and Gabe and Omer and Max getting a chance to shine. So why do you believe you guys have been able to thrive the way that you have over the last couple of months? And and what do you think that says almost more mentally than physically about this group? Yeah, man, I think it, it just has a lot to do with, like, just confidence, man. I think even with those guys being out, they just push a lot of confidence in us as young guys. And uh, they want us to be great, you know, along with our staff. They want us to be good and, 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 and prove to people that we belong. So I th- a lot of it has to do with just confidence. Obviously, we put in the work and, you know, we grind it out every day, even like behind the scenes even when we're not playing. But for the most part, I think it's like just a confidence, man. When you got somebody like Jimmy and Bam and them are and telling you guys in your ear and UD, everybody's in your ear and letting you know, like, hey, man, we need you to play. We need you to play. We need you to play. Like, we want you to be played. And so uh, you just when you just get to go out there and play, while you, you know, and you're having fun at the same time, it's easy to play well. So, uh, no, nah, definitely a big credit to those guys, too, because, you know, they were out and not playing for for a while. They, uh, they they were still super involved. Well, and those guys being involved, it's funny. When we spoke before the season, I remember something that you mentioned in our interview that I thought was so interesting was the way that you you noticed that the veterans here 
cared about every single regular season game. And this is before right. playing in regular season games with them. But this was sort of a switch in mentality. You called it the dog mentality, which is what everybody's called it, you know, here with the Heat. But how has that mentality from the vets individually helped guys like you progress so far this season where guys like P.J. Tucker and Jimmy Butler are caring about every last second of these games? I think it has to do a lot with, like, they don't, Obviously, we all know there's understanding like there's levels to it, and uh, obviously they met, them being vets and them being who they are, but they don't. It doesn't feel that way. They don't make they don't make you feel like as vets and as as guys who've been there and done that and won before. They don't make you feel like you're less than. So when you're out on the court, you don't end up playing or feeling like you're less than while you're with those guys. It's almost like hey, we're collective. You know what I mean? Like mm. in order for us to be great, I need you to hoop like me. You know what I mean? Like, Jimmy, like, when Jimmy's out, like, he's looking at me like, hey, bro, I need you to bring my operating. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it just it just puts that battery in your back and, like, gives you that confidence and just, you know, to go out there to be, be your best self. And it's like, it's amazing, like, the feeling and, and how much how much better you play and more confident you play when you got guys like that, especially someone like Kyle, man, who's, like, trying to play every game he can play. And he's in there just being the quarterback and he's pushing confidence to everybody. So... It's easy to play with the guys, like I said earlier on the season, man. I meant that, and it's, it's, it's stayed the same. Something that I've also noticed is these guys are pushing you on the court, but it seems like you guys all get along very well. Like, you're getting along yeah. off the court as well. So when you say, these guys are encouraging me to be myself, does that include in conversations in the locker room? Is this just all a bunch of guys getting along in terms of their personalities as well? Man, everything. It's just... Yeah, exactly. Like off the court too. Is this? Uh, they'll be the first ones to text you, let you know, hey, bro, good game, man. Like, blah, blah. That was a big time play. That was a big time this. That's big time that. Or, um, you know, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Keep rolling. Like, whatever, whatever the case may be. They, they, there's no ego involved with those guys, man. I think that's what makes them such great leaders. Is that they're selfless in terms of like they're they're cool to do whatever and, or for or either of us to do whatever we need to do or whoever is hot, just in order, if that means we're impacting a win, they're cool with it. It don't matter if you're making the max or you two-way or you 10-day, it don't matter. Like, if you come in, like, just like when Kyle Guy came in and he did his thing, they were pumping him up, you know, telling him to come in and be himself. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, so it just, it just says a lot, man. It's, it, it just, it's, it's a lot, it, you know, you earn that respect, but like, it, we respect that, like, is awesome to see. I think when people think about heat culture, they often think body fat percentage and drawing charges, yeah. but really it's it's yeah. that camaraderie as well. Like it's it's a combination of things there. Yeah. I do want to go back to your contract specifically. I remember again speaking before the season, we talked about the two way, and you said, "Look, I'm just going out there and I'm playing. I yeah. got yeah, I've got my contract. I'm not thinking about that." But you've got career highs all over the place, and you're getting praise in a way, at least at the NBA level, that you've never received before and I know that you know in some ways this is what you always expected this is what you were always working for but have you been able to take a second over the last few months to sort of stop and reflect on hey I'm proving now not only that I'm a rotation player in this league but that I'm a productive and important player in this league yeah uh, yeah definitely that's crazy I was having a conversation with somebody I think yesterday where it's like you don't really step back and, and realize like you know some of the things that you accomplished or like how far you came because like you're focused on what's next and like how to be better and you know what i mean so 
I, I have my moments here and there where I'll take a step back. and But for the most part, man, I try to keep it tunnel vision and just keep it moving, like I said, you know what I mean? So it's uh, – because that's obviously one of the things is obviously, you know, we never want to get complacent. Obviously, I, I got so much more to prove. So um, – and the biggest part of, with that is, like, it's, it's fine. It's fine to do it, but it's, it's the most important thing is about being consistent. So right. I just want to continue to make sure, like, I'm – I'm staying consistent, but obviously, yeah, man, I love, you know, obviously I do. Sometimes I'll take a step back, a step, take a step back and count my blessings for sure, man, and just to try to realize where I'm at and how far I've come. So, but, um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely been a journey, man. It's only been half the season, so right. it's, it does, it's felt like it's been three already, so. <laughs> for real. For, <laughs> but, and yeah. I, I, the last couple of years have made all of it feel even that much weirder, right, with all these guys in and right. out of the lineups, the bubble, all of it. Like, that's just made right. – when you say it feels like three seasons, I, I can't even imagine because from our perspective covering the game, we're exhausted by all of that, let alone you guys actually dealing with it. I know you don't plan on stopping working, but I just want to make sure you're you're – taking that moment to just appreciate these little things and that's a chance to reset some goals too and when we spoke before the season i asked you to describe your your game in three words the three you used for me were grimy energetic and versatile and i think that that has been an exact description of what you've been but what i didn't expect based off of sort of your cerebral sort of approach to everything the way you kind of hang out is the emotion that you've shown kind of night after night when you come through with a big dunk or a big block or a big play. But I also think I've noticed a little bit of trash talk. Are you much of a yeah. trash talker? <laughs> and and if so, what's either the best piece of trash talk that either you've dished out or received this season, or I'll give you the way out that you don't have to call anybody out. It could be during a scrimmage this season as well. What's the best piece of trash talk that's gone on? Man, it's, I don't even know. I think I could say it without getting in trouble, probably. But, <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna leave it at we that. We got, we got the, we got the bleep button. We got the bleep button in uh, case you <laughs> need it. I can, I can bleep anything out. This is pre-recorded. Nothing's live. <laughs> nah, I, the best piece, man. It's, it's tough, man. A lot, of, a lot of stuffs like heated the moment, so I really don't even remember half of it. But like, right. um, but yeah, I, I, I can get them. Like, I get emotional here and there too. Like, you know, you just get that. You know, you just definitely just get that feeling or whatever when you're playing. You make a big play or whatever. So. Especially like uh, that's like that's my best way to like calm myself down sometimes is to get it out. Mm. So once you get it out, you know, what I mean, I'm definitely I can, you know, impulsive, you know, what I mean, so right. it's just like whenever, whenever it's in you, you want you need to get it out. Cause if you don't, it's just going to be in there. You know what I mean? So uh, sometimes I can't help it. You know, I let out a, a scream or anything like that. You make a big play, you know, like you said, it's just like just being in the moment. So um that's how I, that's how I show appreciation to the moment. You know what I mean? Just let out a yell or something like that. So. Yeah, I, I love it. We, we love that down here. You could feel the energy in the building last night when, when that right. happened, you guys went on a little bit of a run midway through the fourth quarter. And that was in large part due to your energy and, and what you brought through that emotion as well. But let's talk about the versatility in your game real quick. We'll start on the defensive end because what's been amazing is and this has been a product of, I believe, Bam being out and some of the switching that you guys do defensively changing, where mm-hmm. you've been tasked over the last week or so with a number of top-tier point guards in this league. Yeah. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Trey Young. But you've also defended guys like Chris Middleton and Bradley Beal at different points of this season. You're picking guys up full court. And what I notice is that look on your face that sort of looks like you want to slap the floor at any given yeah. moment. It's like, all right, come get some. Can you describe yeah. what makes you such an elite defender? Um, I think a lot of it just has to be probably just like the approach. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know those guys are really good and, and what they bring to the game and that they're really, really smart. So, like, just the approach of just being like, I want to be smart, but, like, you can't you can't back down or show like that, that, that there's any back down in your game, especially as a defender, because especially with, you know, guys like Chris Paul and guys who've been there and done that, they can see that. Mm. You know, right away you show any sign of that, it's like, oh, oh yeah, I got him. I'm cool. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, but that's not – that's genuinely not how I feel. I feel like I can defend anybody. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how I feel. That's why I don't there's, – there's nothing to show because I don't – I don't even think like that. You know what I mean? So, I just – I feel like I'm good wherever I'm at. Uh, but obviously, I just like the challenge, man. Mm-hmm. Like these are guys that I've always been wanting to guard my whole entire life. So it's just like that, you know. So you finally get the opportunity to, to guard them. I'm not gonna be scared to do it. I'm I'm anxious to do it. You know what I mean? I want to do it. So I don't want to switch. I want to get through screens so I can stay on my man. You know what I mean? So um, that's how I'm gonna approach it. That's how I feel. Right. I mean, you you and I are the same age. We grew up watching Chris Paul and Steph Curry, right. and so for you, those guys, those challenges have to be incredible. But then on some nights offensively your role is changing back and forth depending on whether you're starting whether you're off the bench whether Jimmy's in and out of the lineup because sometimes you're asked to do what he does so what do you believe is your greatest strength as an on the offensive side of the ball uh probably rim pressure man like I just think just being able to get to the rim and uh I just think that my probably my pace offensively is like Spreading the floor, you know what I mean. Like right. whatever I got to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I, I think I do a, a solid job of finding creases and, and gaps in the defense, whether it's like me catching the ball on the run or me attacking to you know to to get to the rim. So, and just using my athleticism to finish. You know what I mean. I mm-hmm. think my finish, like my finishing, has gotten better. I'm still working on that, but um, uh, yeah, man, definitely like just finding finding creases and gaps and and and, and getting downhill in transition. Well, you've added something to the team with that level of athleticism and, and, and having Kyle push the pace as well as the point guard. I mean, those yeah. two things right there ha- have changed a lot of this heat offense. I've just just a couple more questions for you. I know we don't want to take too much of your time. So, oh, no, you're good. Um, you're good. The, the undrafted guys that are on this team, there's so many of you. And God, for years now, we've been seeing these undrafted guys thriving with the Miami Heat. What I believe is that there's this really perfect balance for them between the analytics and the eye test. Because I think that sometimes when when you're sort of only looking at the numbers and trying to find a diamond in the rough that way, you can forget about some of the intangibles, right? And so right. what exists with some of the guys right here on your team, you're a guy who's been a lead guy in college before. Max was a lead guy in college. Gabe has had moments being a lead guy. So to me... That explains part of why when you're tasked with being a more, you know, important role on the team or, or more, more of a focal point offensively, why you guys can come through. Do you think that right. that's what makes it easier for you guys to be so effective as plug and play guys? What do you think makes Miami such a great place for undrafted players? Yeah, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head. You know what I mean? I just think that what you were saying in terms of uh, they find a great balance of allowing you to be yourself and, and and bring to the table what you've always been able to do. Like you said, because me, Gabe, Max, Omir, like all the guys who came in undrafted, like we, we've been scorers where we were at before. So we know, how, we know how to put the ball in the basket, but it's also with them and also add that to, to Miami's development. Right. You know what I mean? Like they teach you technique, whether it's defensively, and they, all, they tweak all the little things, and then also they fit you into a system that like, allows everybody to kind of 
you know, get opportunity to, to, to show what they can do. So it, they just find a really good balance, man. So like, uh, but like you said, I just think that we just bring intangibles that we've always had. But, you know, coming into the league, you always have to tweak your game a little bit to fit the style of play and to fit your role. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, obviously, like you were saying, like when I came out of college, I was a scorer. But um, I knew I had to be able to pick it up on a defensive end to stick. And so, uh, yep. you know, now it's like it's crazy. It's crazy to me, like I said before in another interview, that like, that I'm a, like that y'all say I'm a defender because I'm like dang it's crazy because that, that was like my biggest knock coming into the into the league was that I couldn't defend so and besides like my shooting mechanics like it was it was that I wasn't a great defender. It's crazy how how this this franchise seems to sort of take whatever anyone's weaknesses are and find a way to sort of turn them into their strengths. Um, and I think yeah. there's something about there's something about all of the vets on this team and we've seen it now really over a decade right like this started long before this specific group. But the idea of veterans wanting to improve on their weaknesses and turning their weaknesses into strengths and then doing the same with some of those young guys. But all right, a quick little game here, which is rapid fire questions before we give you your last real question here. So the game we've been calling it and you you could tell me if I should change this. I've been calling it layup or foul. I'm considering calling it and one or charge. You know, I don't know. It's like a yes or no, essentially. It's a layup if it's if you like it. It's a foul if you don't, or it's an and one if you like it. It's a charge if you don't. And one or charge. Layup or foul. Layup or foul. foul. All right, cool. All right. So then, uh, (laughs) to it's not tonight as we're having this conversation, but tonight at FDX Arena, uh, it's Star Wars night uh, for the Miami Heat. So Star Wars layup or foul for Caleb Martin specifically? Are you a Star Wars fan? I respect Star Wars because it's like it's classic. Yeah, but I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so for me personally, I'll say foul. But for my stepbrother, he would big, <laughs> big layup. Big layup. Right. He'd be mad at you. All right, I, I get that. Yeah, I got plenty of friends who would be mad that I'm saying it's a foul <laughs> as well. Uh, all right, you're a fisherman, so I'm I'm making some assumptions here on what your answer is going to be. But I know guys like Jimmy have sort of an eclectic taste in music, which includes country music. So country, country. music, Kayla Martin, layup or foul? Uh, again, respect it, but I'll probably, uh, <laughs> not for you. Probably, uh, so not, what do you, what do you listen to out on the boat when you're, that, that, when you're fishing? Uh, man, I do a little, you can do a little R&B, do a little bit of Afro music, you know what I mean? Like obviously a little, little rap, but, um, if it's a good, I like good music. So if it's a good song, I'm going right. to listen to it, even if it is country, so. Yeah, see, I want to hang out on your boat for fishing, not uh, not not the uh, country music boat. Same deal. All right, uh, I know that uh, video games wise, you're a uh, you're a Call of Duty guy, but sports yeah. video games like NBA 2K or Madden or all those layup or foul? Uh, I don't play a foul. Oh play. no, you don't. You I'm don't FIFA, play any FIFA, of those. FIFA, You'll FIFA. play FIFA. Okay. I feel yeah, like that's the thing with a lot of with a lot of NBA guys is playing more FIFA than actually playing NBA 2K. Is that accurate, or am I do I have a wrong read on that? Yeah, a lot of guys, man, like, yeah, it just depends. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of, of me and my younger brother having just pretty epic battles with, uh, you know, some of our favorites growing up in, in some of these games. All right, so as we head into the rest of the season, right, you guys, as I mentioned before, percentage points out of first place. Good news is you got most of the road schedule out of the way. 22 of the final 38 games that you play are at home, including five of the next six with the only road trip being Atlanta. You might have your first shot at guarding LeBron James some with the Lakers coming here Sunday. Can't wait for that matchup. There's 11 out of 12 at home in March. So what are your personal goals for the rest of the season? And then what are your team goals for the rest of this season? 
Uh, personal goals, I mean, I'd like to be in the conversation of something like most in, most improved player, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but um, it's tough, man. Like, obviously, I want to just obviously increase my shooting percentage, my three point percentage, and just like little stuff like that throughout the stat lines. But um, uh, it's hard to think of like any other like individual goals. But well, I, um, I've got one for you. I think you should be in the slam dunk contest. Slam dunk contest. <laughs> I think we should start at when this comes out tomorrow, when this comes out, it's going to be exactly one month to the slam dunk contest. And I think you should start rallying for yourself, but that's just me. Yeah. I usually try to say, I usually try to save the balance for the games, but <laughs> I might get in the gym and see what it, to see if I, you know, if that's something I'd be able to compete in. Cause some, some dudes, some dudes got, got some, some stuff in the bags. I don't know yet, but all right. Uh, all right. We'll have to I'll see if check. it happens. But team goals, um, obviously, for the rest of the season, man, it's just uh, it's tough, man. We got so many things that we want to do, but um, obviously, we want to get everybody back as quick. Like, first off, get everybody back on the team uh, healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously, that's a that's that's a big goal. Get everybody back and uh, build that chemistry as fast as we can. And uh, shoot, other than that, obviously, we want to win. Obviously, we want to. I don't even know what what record we're like really pushing, you know, to to get. So that's really hard for me to say, man. But uh, other team goal, that's a tough one, man. Oh, I just know you guys are you're always striving for a championship, and that's and that's just always. simply what it is, right? So yeah. at this point, I I that's think a given. That, that's a given. Yeah, I mean that's that's the given, right? That's all that's all I'm asking you to say. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you already know that. Definitely a championship. Definitely a championship. Like obviously, like. uh that's I, that's everybody's goal. I don't think anybody plays not to win a championship. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the ultimate goal. Well, we can't wait. We can't wait to see you guys play the rest of the season. I know uh, it's been a joy for Miami Heat fans to be introduced to your game and you, Caleb. Um, hopefully, we get an opportunity to speak sometime throughout the rest of the season. But if we don't, have a great rest of your regular season. Uh, congratulations on what you've accomplished so far, and uh, good luck in tonight's game against. Who y'all playing tonight? Against the Blazers. <laughs> Against the Blazers. That's who's up next. Sorry, no, man. Good, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You have a good one. You too, man. Thank y'all for having me. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota. Let's go places.